Welcome to the Life in the Rock podcast. Here you'll find a commitment to sharing with others the challenges and joys of our spiritual journey. The goal is to offer relevant and thought-provoking material on today's issues. My name is Keith Harris. I'm the host of this podcast and the preaching minister for the Winsong Church of Christ in North Little Rock, Arkansas. The church is located at 3 Winsong Drive in North Little Rock. If you're searching for joy and peace in life, I want to encourage you to visit Winsong, where you'll discover the joy and peace that are only found in Christ. Thank you for listening. I want to welcome you to our continued study through this series titled Name Above All Names, where we are focusing in on the names of Jesus as we find them in Scripture. We've looked at the name of Jesus. We've also noticed in our last session the name I Am, which certainly carries with it the understanding of God's foundational name. As Moses was faced with this burning bush as God appeared to him in the bush, Moses said, well, who am I going to tell them sent me? What's your name, essentially, is what Moses is asking. And God says, I am who I am. I am is the name that God ascribes to himself. Well, with our understanding of Jesus being God in the flesh, it makes sense then that Jesus would talk about himself in terms of I am. And so we see him in John's gospel saying, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus using that designation of himself. Well, in this session, we're going to be focusing in on the title, Author of Life. And one of the founding fathers of America was the great Benjamin Franklin. Franklin had a vast knowledge of many different subjects and offered much to the growth and development of this country. At the age of 22, young Franklin was co-owner of a print shop. It was during that time that he wrote his own epitaph, presumably to be inscribed upon his tombstone. The words he wrote never found their way onto the stone, but they still provide a powerful thought regarding one's life and the maker of it for all to consider today. These are the words that Benjamin Franklin wrote. The body of Benjamin Franklin, printer. Like the cover of an old book, its contents torn out and stripped of its lettering and gilding lies here food for worms. But the work shall not be wholly lost, for it will, as he believed, appear once more in a new and more perfect edition, corrected and amended by the author. While it appears Benjamin Franklin never professed to be a Christian, it would appear he was a believer in God and understood God to be the author. Certainly, at the young age of 22, Franklin had a tremendous grasp on the reality of life, and as it would appear, the life yet to come. It is interesting to note the import of his words in this epitaph. Steeped in his occupation as a printer and co-owner of a print shop, in this epitaph, Franklin acknowledged that the human body is simply like the cover of a book. 
The cover is that which remains but is not of much value when devoid of its contents. As he points out, it is simply food for worms. Its contents would be the heart of the individual, perhaps even the soul. And though these contents are torn out, removed from the cover that is left behind, they will not be wholly lost. Essentially, Franklin points to a time when the contents, the heart and the soul of one's existence, will be retrieved. But it's not just a process of retrieval that Franklin envisioned. It was a reworking, amending, correcting, and perfecting on the part of the author. In his words, it will be a new and more perfect edition. It seems obvious that Benjamin Franklin understood God to be the author. But from where did he get this perspective? This perspective of Franklin is most likely an understanding of God as the creator. God created the heavens and the earth and everything in them. Thus, it stands to reason that since God is the creator, he is the creator of life itself. The word author is a curious word. Given the nature of Franklin's occupation and his epitaph, it makes perfect sense that the word author would be used. The context certainly lends itself to an understanding of the work of Franklin as a printer. But this word is not unique to the understanding of this print shop owner in 1728. In Acts of the Apostles, Luke recorded an incident that took place at the temple at the time of prayer. In Acts 3, Peter and John were going up to the temple for the 3 p.m., prayer time. At the gate of the temple was a lame man who had suffered this ailment since his birth. Each day this man would be carried to the entrance of the temple where he would beg those entering to give him money. Luke explained the incident clearly when he wrote, Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Acts chapter 3, verses 3 through 6. At these words of Peter, the lame man's feet and ankles were immediately made strong. He began walking and leaping and praising God. This miracle caught the attention of many who had gathered for prayer. This man who sat daily at the gate and begged was very recognizable to the people, and they were all filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. This man healed by the power of God through the name of Jesus, he remained close to Peter and John, and those that were gathered were astounded by this healing, and they surrounded Peter and John at Solomon's portico. It was at this point, with all the people gathered around, that Peter spoke these words. Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk? 
the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. But you denied the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. And his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. Acts chapter 3, verses 12 through 16. Peter's speech to those gathered did not end there. He continued to address their actions and called them to repent and turn from their ways so that their sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Acts chapter 3, verses 19 and 20. But did you notice the title Peter ascribed to Jesus? Peter told the people that had gathered in Solomon's portico, You killed the author of life. Acts chapter 3, verse 15 the author of life. What did Peter mean when he called Jesus the author of life? This title that Peter used could be understood in very much the same way as the title used by Benjamin Franklin in his epitaph. If that is the case, then we would say Peter's understanding is that God created the heavens and the earth and everything in them, By extension, then, we would say, since God is the creator, he is the creator of life itself. This is certainly one clear understanding of this reality. If we carry this reasoning further, we would need to consider the reality of Jesus himself. Jesus is described by the Apostle John as the divine Logos who existed in the beginning. Jesus is the Word who became flesh and made His dwelling among us. And John explained that through Jesus, the divine Logos who existed in the beginning, through Jesus, all things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. John chapter 1, verse 3. John later explained that the world was made through Him. John chapter 1, verse 10. The Apostle Paul in speaking of Christ, put it this way, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. It seems rather apparent that this understanding of the title author of life and its connection to the creative work of God and Christ is accurate. But could there be another understanding of this title? Could it be that Peter had multiple understandings of the ascription author of life? John, more so than any other New Testament writer, gave a great amount of attention to the subject of life. In almost every instance, John referred to the Lord in his understanding of this subject. As a matter of fact, John identified the purpose of his writing in the closing verses of his gospel. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, 
But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31. John's purpose seems to be twofold. First, to bring people to an initial faith in who Jesus is as the Son of God. And secondly, to have that initial faith transformed into a sustained faith which will lead to life in Jesus' name. Presumably, the life to which John referred here is eternal life. Investigating John's use of this subject as it relates to Jesus, we find that references of this nature are made throughout John's gospel. For example, at the beginning of John's writing, we find this statement, "...in him was life, and the life was the light of men." John chapter 1, verse 4. Jesus said to the Jews, For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. John chapter 5, verse 26. To these same Jews, Jesus said, You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they that bear witness about me, yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. John chapter 5, verses 39 and 40. Jesus identified himself as the bread of life. John chapter 6 and verse 48. In John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus said to Martha, the sister of Lazarus, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? John chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. Perhaps one of the most familiar statements of Jesus was addressed to his disciples after eating what would be their final Passover meal together. Jesus said to them, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John chapter 14, verse 6. Peter told the crowd gathered in Solomon's portico, you killed the author of life. Acts chapter 3, verse 15. It is possible that Peter simply had in view that Jesus, as the one through whom all things were made, is the author or creator of life itself. It's also possible that Peter was simply referring to the eternal life that is only available because of the sacrifice of the Lord. However, it may be that Peter, in a moment of divine inspiration, in a moment of overwhelming emotion, encompassed the full scope of the overarching understanding that he is the author of life. Jesus, the one through whom all things were made, the one whose substitutionary sacrifice provides access to everlasting life is truly the author 
of life. I hope you've been encouraged by these words today. To find more on this topic or other spiritual matters, please visit lifeintherock.org. You can also visit Facebook and search Life in the Rock. I invite you to like, follow, and share this page with your family and friends. My prayer is that God will bless you today and that you will seek Him with all your heart. Thank you for listening.